Greetings, everyone. Welcome to today's reading. Thank God you're here. God bless you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. Let's go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for you, our great daddy, our love. Thank you, Father, for encouraging us, striking us, helping us to walk each day in your presence. Help us to walk and talk with you, Lord, as you promised to be in our by our side, for us, and on our situations, Lord. We thank you that we have prayer, and we're acknowledging you, Lord, that you be with us and the rest of this coming week. Lord, that you will glorify yourself today as it's called today, Lord. According to your word, according to your glory and your honor and your riches, hallelujah, have your way in our lives, Lord God, in the heavens, We thank you for your Holy Spirit. We thank you for the love of the Holy Spirit. We praise you. We praise Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We give you all the praise and thanksgiving in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Amen. June 1st, Limitless Love, Developing the Gifts of the Spirit. Covet earnestly the best gifts, and yet show... I unto you a more excellent way. 1 Corinthians 12, 31. Earnestly covet the best gifts, and I will show unto you a more excellent way. If you're hungry to develop the operations of the gift of the Holy Spirit in your life, ministering to people supernaturally through prophecy, tongues, and interpretation, the word of wisdom, and the gift of the Spirit wills, the best way to do it is by following love. When you're walking in love, you're walking in the Holy Spirit's flow. You're sensitive to Him and to the needs of others. As a result, you perceive things about them. You'll pick up the heart of God where they're concerned, and you'll be more apt to receive a word of knowledge. For for example, or a prophecy that will help and encourage them. You'll tap into God's power on their behalf, not because you're trying to be spiritual, but because you care about that person. One minister who operated powerfully and accurately in the spiritual gift some years ago said that the way she did it, when she was ministering in a service, she looked out over the crowd and just let the love of God begin to move in her heart. As she did, she'll find herself being drawn towards one or two specific people. So she would just follow the draw of love. Many times she had no idea what she was going to do, but she would walk over to them anyway and say, Can I minister to you? Can I minister to you? As she would begin to pray for them or lay hands on them, almost invariably, A revelation would begin to come to her. She would flow so precisely in the word of knowledge and the word of wisdom that everyone in the place would recognize she had heard from God. The Bible clearly says that the spiritual gifts are meant to operate through each person, not just a special few, but every believer as the Spirit wills, but many Christians remain on the spiritual sidelines wondering why God never uses them. One of the biggest reasons may be that we have fallen short in our love walk. 
we have been so preoccupied with ourselves, what we need, what we want, what we have or don't have, that we are not even aware of other people. We have blocked the Holy Spirit's supernatural flow within our own selfishness. But we can change that by getting our eyes off ourselves and unto those around us. We can say to the Lord every day, Father, I determine to be led by love today. Draw me to people you want me to bless and help me tap into the supernatural flow of the Spirit. Make me an expression of your mighty love and give your gift to others through me. Amen and amen. June 2nd, the a reading from the book Limitless Love by Kenneth and Gloria Copeland, kcm.org. June 2nd, choose love, it's the only way to live. In Deuteronomy 30, verses 19 to 20, it says, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your seed may live, and you may love the Lord your God, and you will, may walk and obey his voice, and that you may cleave unto him, for he is your life and the length of your days. Deuteronomy 30, verses 19 to 20. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessings and cursing. Therefore choose life, that both you and your seed may live, that you may as love the Lord your God, and that you may as obey his voice, and that you may cleave unto him, for he is your life and the length of your days. Deuteronomy 30, verse 19 to 20. Every command of God has ever given, every command God has ever given in the Old Testament and the New can be summed up in five simple words. Love God and love others. When we obey those instructions, we enjoy life and the blessing. When we violate them, we open the door to death and the curse. Again, when we obey these instructions, what instructions? Five simple words. Love God and love others. We enjoy, when we obey these instructions, we certainly do enjoy the blessing. But when we violate them, we open the door to death and the curse. That's not just some mystical, unexplainable phenomenon. It is a tangible, practical Scientists have recently begun to understand more about it, finding that certain human emotions and activities can create conditions in the body it was not designed to endure. Thoughts that trigger fear, bitterness, and anger result in chemical reactions that affect us and cause sickness and disease. Promiscuous sexual behavior in today's society, for instance, have produced strains of disease that medical science has no way to cure. People may claim they're engaging in that behavior because of love, but they're not. It's born out of lust and selfishness, and the fruit of it is death. That's why God told us to stay away from it. He knew it would kill us. 
walking in sin, which is the ways of departing from love, is as dangerous as walking in a room of snakes. When we choose to live in that room, even God himself won't keep us from being bitten. Some people don't understand that. They want to receive healing from God while still practicing the sinful, unloving lifestyle they always have. But that won't work. God can't get healing of them because the reactions released in their bodies by sin push healing away. Even if God did get healing to them, they would soon be sick again if they didn't stop those behaviors by giving their lives to him. That may sound like bad news, but there's good news on the other side of it because the same system works in reverse. Just like walking outside of love will hurt people, walking in love can heal them. It will open the door for them to receive the power of God to reverse the damage disease has done to their bodies. Then it will help them maintain their health and keep their bodies running right. By choosing love, they'll choose life and find out that's truly the only way to live. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord God. We ask you to forgive us. Forgive us for any wrong that we have done, anything that, that we have spoken wrongly. Forgive us for all our sins. We ask you to come and cleanse us through the blood of your Son, Jesus Christ, Lord. Your word says you will forgive us as soon as we repent. We stop that behavior, Lord, and we act accordingly, Lord. Hallelujah. We read your word. We get our hour in, Lord. We praise you. We thank you. We sing songs of worship and praise and giving you rejoicing in you, Lord God. And giving the Holy Spirit enough time to work that love in our hearts by us worshiping and singing unto the Lord. Once we do that and we get the peace that passes understanding, then we can go out in life and do our work, talk with others, and minister to others by the smile they see. Help us, Lord, to put in that smile. Help us to put in that work so we can be relaxed and in you and be shield from sin from judgment, critical condemnation, from lust. And Lord, and have your friendship right beside us as our loved one, our counselor, our paraclete. <laughs> That's a good word, paraclete in Jesus' name. Yeah, amen. <laughs> our next reading is June the 3rd, Limitless Love, the real thing. And the scripture here is taken out of Matthew 7, 22 and 23. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in the thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works? And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Matthew 7, 22, 23. As we make the commitment to walk in love, we must watch over our hearts continually for those we are serving. He wants us to be motivated by our sincere desire to be a blessing to him and to others. Isn't that what always motivates such actions, you ask? No, it is not. 1 Corinthians 13 tells us that it is possible to give everything we have to the poor 
and burn ourselves up in service to the Lord without doing it in love. Jesus said there will be people who prophesy, work wonders, and even cast out devils in his name without ever knowing him. In other words, they will do these things without love. Remember, God is love. We can do these things that look loving, perform perform acts of service and works of kindness, but instead of being motivated by love, we can be motivated by our desires to prove to others how great and spiritual we are. Actually, that isn't love at all. It's another form of selfishness. It's self-centered instead of being centered around others. That kind of persuade love is displeasing to God. How can we be sure we haven't slipped into it? By keeping a close check on our joy level. Jesus said in John 15, 10, 11, that he gave us the commandment to love so that his joy would remain in us and our joy will be full. So we could be sure if we're not experiencing joy, we're not working in genuine love. Instead of being happy in our service to others and the sacrifices that service might require, We'll have a heaviness about it. Inwardly, we'll sigh and think, I guess I have to do this because it's the right thing to do. I'm not looking toward it, but it's my duty, so I'll do it. Frankly, no one wants that kind of love or service. God doesn't want it, and neither does anyone else. So if you ever catch yourself thinking that way, make a change. Get in the presence of the Lord. Worship and fellowship with him until the genuine spirit of love comes alive in you again don't settle to for a superficial substitute when it comes to love make sure you have the real love that comes only from him beautiful wonderful words of life isn't that encouraging that is so true let's pray heavenly father we thank you lord god we we rejoice in you we walk in you Thank you, Lord God, as we spend time with you, Lord. It's quality time, and you answer our prayers, and you come into our hearts, Lord God. And we overflow with love, Lord. We take all the scrapes, all the medals, all the hurts, Lord God, all the stuff that's inside of us that doesn't work, Lord, and we give it to you. We give it into your altar, Lord God, that you may replace it with love, Lord God. In heaven, we thank you for that love that cleanses and bubbles up with joy in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, we have our last reading right now is Limitless Love, June the 4th, called The Discipline of Love. And it's taken out of Hebrews chapter 12, verses 6 through 11. I'm going to go ahead and take the liberty of reading it from the Passion Translation. For the Lord's training of your life is the evidence of his faithful love. And when he draws you to himself, it proves you are his delightful child. Oh, um, we are his delightful child. Fully embrace God's correction as part of your training. For he is doing what any loving father does for his children. For who has ever heard of a child who never had to be corrected? We all should welcome God's discipline as the validation 
of authentic sonship. For if we have never once endured his correction, it only proves we are strangers and not sons. And isn't it true that we respect our earthly fathers even though they corrected and disciplined us? Then we should demonstrate an even greater respect for God. Our spiritual father, as we submit to his life-giving discipline, our parents corrected us for the short time of our childhood as it seemed good to them. But God corrects us throughout our lives for our own good, giving us an invitation to share his holiness. Giving us an invitation to share his holiness. Now, all discipline seems to be more pain than pleasure at that time. Yet later, it will produce a transformation of character, bringing a harvest of righteousness and peace to those who yield to it. Wow. Wow. Many people make the mistake of thinking that someone who loves them will always make them feel good. They equate love with warm, emotional, and flattering words. Uh Uh-oh. I heard about mothers who fallen into that misconception and said things like, I love my child so much. To discipline him, it hurts me to see him cry, so I don't do it. The mother who talks like that doesn't really love her child. She loves herself. If she truly loved her child, she would endure her own emotional discomfort to do what was is best for that child. She would suffer through the tears and even be willing for that child not to be like her for a while. She would be more concerned about his training and long-term success in life than about her needs for his love and approval. The same is true among friends. A real friend who truly loves you will be willing to say things to you that bring correction and truth. They'll be honest with you, even if it upsets you, because they care more about your spiritual growth and well-being than about their own need for your friendship. That's why we shouldn't be surprised when God, through His written Word, His servants, or by the voice of the Holy Spirit in our hearts, say things to us that initially causes us discomfort. We should be shocked when He corrects or rebukes us. He isn't a selfish God. He truly loves us. He's a good father and a good friend. So he is willing to speak to us in ways that cause emotional discomfort and stir up our souls if he knows it is necessary for our ultimate good. Keep that in mind next time the Lord chases you and you feel the sharp pang of freshly embarrassment that even follows such corrections. Instead of rebuking the devil... And thinking your loving father would never say something so unpleasant to you, give that correction some consideration. Let the Holy Spirit show you how it can help you. And thank God for loving you enough to tell you the truth. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord God, that you correct us, Lord. Bring it on, Lord. Bring it on, Lord. Corrosion, correction, reproofs are a way of life, Lord. And it shows me that I love you, I respect you, and I thank you for doing that to us, Lord, carrying us in your hands, Lord. 
helping us to love you back, Lord, and to stand strong, Lord, that we are the children of God. And shouldn't the children of God be abstaining from sin, um, be joy and full of care and thanksgiving to God? It should be just like your Father in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for this time we have in today's reading. Thank you, God, for your words. And Lord, And if we have not received, if we moved under the hand of correction, we thank you for that correction. We thank you that our enemies have brought our attention and correction. For who else can do it? If our friends weren't able to reach us, then God sends some enemies to tell us and, and with anger and so forth. And now we have to pray for the enemy that we, we, we will triumph in love for that enemy and then we will receive that love. So it's best we praise God, we worship him, we read your word, Lord God, and we thank you that as they come, they hurt us, they're just taking the bat out of us, Lord. We thank you, Father in heaven, for the hurts and the words, and we may consider the words and act on the words, Lord God. That the words are that we may be still and know God. Hallelujah. That we may praise Him and thank Him and grow in wisdom and stature in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you, everyone, for listening to today's broadcast. I love you. God bless you. The blessings of the Lord be upon you. We bless you in the name of the Lord. May the Lord smile on you, hold you, and walk with you. And let us get through these these things so we could be in joy. Our, our goal is to be joyful, happy, and free as we're doing the work of the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.